So despite the success and popularity of streaming platforms like Netflix, Hulu, and their ilk over the past few years, over 80 million U.S. households still have cable. And that means that over 80 million U.S. households are getting ripped off by their cable company. I'm just kidding, of course, not everyone's getting ripped off, but I'm still sure that many of you with cable feel that you are getting ripped off month after month by your cable company and there's nothing you can do about it. Well, I'm here to tell you that there is something you can do about it. I'm going to share with you five ways that cable companies rip you off and what you can do about it. And even if you don't have cable, there are still some strategies in here that you could apply to other utilities, whether it's your phone bill, your internet bill, your credit card fees, bank fees, or anything else, so let's get right into it. The first way that cable companies rip you off, overcharging. So this one's kind of obvious. So by overcharging, I mean that your cable company is charging you more than the value they're providing you is worth. Now, you can only determine that on a case-by-case basis. It's not like there's an easy way to calculate the value of a cable subscription, but at the same time, you gotta keep in mind, your cable company is always gonna charge whatever they think they can get away with. And if you're willing to push back even a little bit, they might be forced to reconsider and offer you a better deal just to avoid losing a customer. We've all heard about competition making businesses lower their prices to keep customers from moving to other companies, and that's true, but ultimately it only matters if they actually think there's a chance that you're going to leave. So a lot of cable companies offer really good rates when you first sign up because they want to bring you in and then after the first year or something like that, they'll bring you up to the usual rate. Of course, every brand, every company is different. I don't wanna say you can always get a discount, but it's usually really easy to get a better deal just by putting a little pressure on your cable company, especially as now they have to compete with streaming services like Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus. Now, you have a few different options if you think your cable company is charging more than it should. You can always call them, right? Just call them up on your own and try to negotiate with the customer service rep, and that will actually work more often than you might think. If you just tell them that you're unhappy with your current rates and you're thinking about switching to another provider, well, there's a good chance that they will be willing to drop you to their introductory rates at least for a few months, maybe even six or even a year, however long they think it will take to get you off their back. And if that works, then great, you can take the offer and either cancel when you lose the discount or try to get it back at that point. On the other hand, things are obviously unpredictable when you're trying to negotiate this on your own. It's gonna come down to whomever you're on the phone with, or maybe the company, it may have some kind of policy here that you really can't fight against. There are some apps out there that say that they will negotiate with cable companies and other companies for you. You might have heard of them. Before I recommend any, I kinda wanna try them out for myself and see how they work, so stay tuned for those review videos. Number two way that cable companies rip you off, bundling. Okay, the second way is definitely related to the first, but it's a little different. What I wanna talk about here is the common practice of bundling a wide range of channels or platforms into a single subscription. Now, this isn't necessarily exclusive to cable. For example, you might bundle home insurance with auto insurance or internet with your TV, but the difference with cable is that you could easily be paying for 100 or more channels that you never actually watch. And that's really part of the cable business model. They know that most customers only actually want to watch a small number of channels, but they make way more money by selling them all together than they would by offering each individual channel at a fraction of the price. Now, you probably already know if you have too much bundled into your cable subscription, but if you're not sure,
sure, you can always look through the listings and see what you have access to. What you'll probably notice is that there's a long list of channels that you don't even look at. So from there, you can make a short list of the channels that you do want, and then you can start looking for a provider that offers those channels in a smaller bundle or at a lower price. HBO is a great example of this. You can get HBO through a variety of cable subscriptions, but at the same time, you can also pay HBO directly for access to their content. And if you do that, well, you get around paying for whatever your cable company bundles in with your package. In my view, cable companies rely on people not double checking what they're actually getting in their package, not thinking too much about what they're paying for, and certainly not making a list of what they actually want and what they don't. Taking inventory of what you need and how much extra money you're spending is a really common piece of financial advice. And I think it's especially relevant when you're talking about cable since they rely on selling you more than you need. And of course, I don't have time to get into every possible alternative to cable in this video. I'm sure many of you are already familiar with some of your options. Of course, there are the streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus. A lot of people have moved to those platforms rather than paying much higher rates for access to live TV. But if you really want live TV for sports news, things like that, there are still ways to get access to that content without paying for a conventional cable subscription. Even Hulu now has a plan that includes live TV, and there are some other big players like YouTube TV, Sling, and Philo that all offer a decent selection of live content for much less than you might be paying for a cable subscription. So again, I can't tell you which provider offers the channels you're looking for, but if you feel like you're paying more than you should, then I would recommend checking out some of those alternative options. Number three, early termination fees. Okay, if you've made it through the first two options and you're not satisfied with your current cable situation, there's a good chance you're thinking about canceling. And obviously, canceling cable entirely is the best way to save money if you don't need it. A lot of times, cable companies keep their customers hooked by offering small discounts. Maybe you call and they give you $10 off for six months or something like that. But in the end, it's easy to forget about that after six months, which is exactly what they want you to do. So unless you just want to get a smaller package or something like that, you may be ready to cancel entirely, but getting out of your cable contract isn't always that easy. And in fact, some providers actually charge a fee just to cancel. Comcast, for example, typically charges $10 for every month you have remaining on your contract, which means that if you cancel today and you still have six months left, then you'll be on the hook for an additional $60. Now, that's not necessarily going to break your bank, but at the same time, you'd probably rather avoid that charge whenever possible. And in my view, the best way to avoid paying that fee is simply to take a note of when your contract ends. So for example, if you renew every year in March, set an annual reminder on your phone a few weeks earlier to give yourself a heads up in case you want to cancel or just try to negotiate a better deal. Unfortunately, that may not be a realistic option right now if you're just watching this video. And I want to stress that it's never a good idea to keep your cable subscription just to avoid the cancellation penalty. And that's part of their goal in charging those kinds of fees. They want people to notice that it's $10 a month to cancel and then think, okay, well, you know what? I'll just leave it until the contract runs out. But with six months left, for example, you could still be paying, you know, hundreds of dollars in monthly subscription costs 
over the rest of your contract. And more often than not, the customer forgets about it by that point anyway, and they stay subscribed. So if you're not using cable and you're ready to switch, I would say cancel immediately in order to save more money, even if you have to pay the fee, right? Sure, you may have to pay the fee this month, but at the same time, you'll get out from under it as soon as possible. Now, on the other hand, there's never a downside to negotiating these types of charges. The worst that could happen is they say no. So if you want to cancel early and you're concerned about the fee, I would recommend calling your provider directly in order to see if you can get it reduced or waived. Obviously, I can't guarantee this will work because the cable company doesn't have much of an incentive to let you off the hook since you're planning to cancel anyway. But ultimately, the person on the other end of the line is human too, and you might be able to get a reduction or even a total waiver of the cancellation fee. And of course, keep in mind the cable company wants to leave a good impression on you, even when parting ways, just in case you want to come back at some point in the future. I want to give you one last tip before moving on to the next point. If you want to cancel because you're moving, you should ask the new tenant or owner if they want to take over your plan so that you don't have to cancel and they don't have to worry about setting up a new account. Number four, late fees. All right, along with early termination fees, you might also be hit with a late fee if you don't make your monthly payment by the due date. Now, I could tell you to just not make late payments, but obviously it isn't always that easy. And I know paying bills is complicated for a lot of people right now, especially with the economy, what it is. So again, these companies are going to try to charge whatever fees they can. And late fees are particularly frustrating since you usually make late payments when you're having trouble getting the money together which means you're basically being charged extra for not having money to pay. In that sense, these fees are kind of like overdraft fees you would be charged by a bank since you're actually being penalized for not having enough money to cover your expenses. If you notice that you've been charged a late fee, again, I would say don't underestimate the power of just calling, picking up that phone and asking for the fee to be reduced or waived. On the other hand, I don't wanna overstate this strategy, but particularly under the circumstances, you shouldn't have any trouble getting out of a late fee, especially if you've generally been a good customer or you have a good reason for missing the payment. In fact, early on in the pandemic, Comcast announced that they would be waiving late fees for customers who were having trouble paying, but you would have to, of course, contact Comcast in order to ask for the waiver. So this is another one of those situations where they're probably gonna charge the late fee to as many people as possible, and only a small percentage of their subscribers will be aware that they could have gotten out of the fee just by picking up the phone and calling and asking. I'm not sure how other cable providers are approaching fees during the pandemic, but in this situation, I think there's a fairly good chance that they will be willing to negotiate with you if you reach out about late fees or any other charges. The thing is, you have to be prepared to advocate for yourself. No one else is going to do this for you, right? No one is going to pick up the phone, make these calls, deal with the wait times, right? Ask to talk to a supervisor, maybe be a Karen, right? If that's what it takes uh, to deal with these fees. Number five, other charges and hidden fees. Okay, early termination fees and late fees are two of the most common extra charges I've seen cable companies try to get away with, but those are not at all the only ways you can get overcharged by your cable provider. So the last topic I wanna mention in this video is the vast array of hidden fees and unreasonable charges that cable companies rely on customers not fighting or not even being aware of. Again, this is an issue that will vary depending on what provider you have, but in general, it's really critical to be vigilant about those extra charges when you're trying to budget. It's been a few years since this came out, so I'm sure some things have changed since then, but there was a really prominent report in 2016 that was jointly released by Rob Portman 
a Republican senator from Ohio, and Claire McCaskill, a Democratic senator from Missouri. And they basically found evidence of widespread overcharging on the part of cable companies with a specific focus on Comcast, Charter, Time Warner, Dish, and DirecTV. So for example, Time Warner and Charter had merged into one company shortly before the investigation, and it turned out that the merged business was essentially making no effort to rectify their own overcharges. So if they charge you too much, say, for equipment, even if you had actually sent that equipment in, well, they were just going to turn a blind eye on overcharging you unless you made an effort to get that money back. And Time Warner in particular, before the merger, they were overcharging by a total of around $2 million every year. Now, obviously, this report was terrible publicity. All the companies involved tried to distance themselves from the findings and talk about changing their practices. I'm sure some of those issues really have changed. But at the same time, it's kind of an open secret that cable companies aren't exactly trying to help customers save money. So one last time, I want to emphasize the importance of advocating for yourself in these situations, not just with cable companies, but with anybody who wants to squeeze as much money as possible out of you, right? But this is especially true with massive cable companies that will gladly let an extra fee get lost in the shuffle, but will send you an immediate notice for any missed payments. I don't want to generalize too much here, but in my experience, a little pushback goes a long way when you're stuck trying to get a refund or a waiver from a company that doesn't give much out for free, but still wants to do enough to keep your business. All right, everybody, that is what I have for you in this video. Of course, there's almost no end to the ways cable companies will try to rip you off, but I think I covered the most common methods and the easiest solutions. Ultimately, there's no right or wrong way to approach cable. I don't want to tell you how to spend your money. And if you're fine with your current plan, then that's great. But what I've noticed in my own financial life is that it's easy to lose track of how much you're spending on different things unless you make a conscious effort to monitor your budget. And if you've, if you've had a cable subscription for a long time, then you probably aren't thinking about it that much. So I would highly recommend going through your statements, looking at your current cable plan, checking out some of the alternatives, and seeing if there's a way to get what you want for a lower monthly fee. And that really leads right back to budgeting in general, building the habit of staying on top of your bills, minimizing costs, and putting more of your income towards savings rather than spending it on things you don't really use. I covered some of my favorite budgeting tips in another video. You can click the link at the top of the screen if you want to check that out. As always, thank you so much for watching to the end of the video. I really do appreciate it. Be sure to click the like button down there and subscribe, and I will see you in the next video. Bye-bye.